Hey, InterVarsity alumni. This is After Four, your podcast for navigating life after graduation. This is both an exciting and potentially tricky transition that you're making, and you might feel a little unsure about the coming weeks and months. We're here to provide you with expert advice, practical skills, and plenty of encouragement as you learn how to keep saying yes to Jesus in your new context. This is After Four, and this podcast is for you, alumni. What's up, alumni? Welcome to After Four, your podcast for navigating life after graduation. I'm your host and guide, John Steele. Today, we're wrapping up our series about the relational transitions that happen after graduation. We've talked about a biblical perspective on our need for relationships. We've talked about ending well with friends on campus and making friends after graduation. And we've talked about how our relationships change with parents, whether you're moving back in with mom and dad or moving away from home after graduation. But there's one more relationship that we want to cover in this series, and that's for those of you who are looking toward marriage after graduation. You're engaged, you're planning the wedding, and you're anticipating getting married in the coming months. Well, today we're chatting with Sam and Ashlyn, two InterVarsity alumni from Minnesota State Mankato, and they are just a few months away from celebrating their first anniversary. And Sam and Ashlyn are here today to share a little bit about their experiences navigating the transition from dating and engagement to getting married after graduation. They're a couple amazing people, and I really enjoyed getting to hear some of their story, and I'm sure that you will too. Here's Sam and Ashlyn, and this one's for you, alumni. Ashlyn, Sam, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank thanks for you. Having us. Yeah, yeah, appreciate thanks it. For having of us. course, of course. I'm really looking forward to this. Um, hey, we're going to talk about marriage. Talk about life as a married couple after graduation. I know that you all, you are both like kind of in different places as far as how you would term your after graduation life. Right. And we'll get into some of that. Mm-hmm. But generally what it is like to be in this phase of life, married and the things that you're learning and that you can start imparting to people who are just a few steps behind you. Um, so don't feel like you have to be experts, <laughs> but just people who have an informed experience. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. But before we get any further into that, would you just take turns introducing yourselves or introducing each other? If you if somebody says something that you think they should have said, Ooh, I like oh, I throw it in there. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll do that. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Well, I can start. Uh, yeah, my name is Ashlyn, and I am currently a first-year grad student at MSU. Um, I'm studying speech therapy, and um, yeah, and I am married to Sam, which is such a joy. <laughs> and um, I guess I really enjoy running, um, just spending time with friends, you know, all those things. Recently, I've been really getting into making sourdough bread. I know oh, that's kind of, oh, yeah. kind of a trend right now, yeah. and I'm definitely hopping on that trend. So we've been having sourdough just about every week since October. Nice. So, yeah, you're not um, wrong with that. Yeah, and it's still so good. Yeah. yeah that's awesome. Um, I've tried and failed multiple times to get into the sourdough game. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. It's either just not for me or I need somebody to actually stand next to me and walk me through the process. I don't know. But on my own, I'm I'm rubbish at it. Well, John, we can yeah. have a baking day. Okay. I'll do it. <laughs> University sourdough bread baking day. Yes. That would be amazing. I'm totally down. I'm totally down. <laughs> well, you did not plug that you were also a student athlete at MSU. So uh-huh. I will yes. shamelessly plug Ashlyn that she was a walk-on uh, to the cross-country and track team and competed for MSU as well, nice. uh, which is another feature that I think you should know about her. Um, <laughs> 
But yeah, my name's Sam. I'm also a MSU alumni. I did my undergraduate degree in exercise science, and okay. then I also did get my master's in exercise physiology. So pretty much just the advanced degree of what I did for my undergrad. Um, and I actually work for MSU right now as an admissions rep. So kind of wonky because that is not related to my field. <laughs> but, um, you know, long story short, that's... Uh, just connection I had coming out of school. I was actually a tour guide um, in the admissions office, and that's actually we can get to it later. But that's actually where Ashley and I met. Nice um, as mm-hmm. tour guides, um, and just had a connection post graduation. That was a good opportunity to to work for MSU, and um, you know, hopefully one day as life uh, goes on and whatever. Um, wherever we end up, hopefully get in the field one day. Um, but joining right now, and um, yeah. Married life is great with Ashton, and <laughs> and uh, so far so good. Still married, so that's the way. Hey, all right, that's all right. right. Yeah. You're still within your first year, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did pass the six month mark. Okay. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was really excited that you asked us to come. We, like you said, definitely are no experts on marriage, but we're happy to share what we've learned so oh, yeah. far. Yeah, we're here, baby. That's great. That's yeah. great. You you both are post at least one graduation. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, you're in grad school, yeah. Ashlyn, uh, you're, you're post undergrad and grad school, mm-hmm. uh, but you've experienced some sort of like big transition in life and post that transition have gotten married. Was it like shortly after graduating from undergrad then that you got, it would have been like the next summer, right? It was, yeah. It was just a couple months after, or like one month after really. Okay. One month after, so, yep. okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So like right after graduating from college, you're married. And, mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then we're going to talk about just some of the, some of the relational transitions that have gone on. So let's see here from the time that you were like engaged to, or to that you were dating to engaged to now married as you stepped into that phase of life of married, like how has the way that you relate to one another transitioned in that time? Like, what are you starting to notice that's different in how you engage with each other and communicate? Mm -hmm. Hmm. I would say, um, you know, moving in together and just, you know, like signing a lease, moving in together, all that is super exciting. Um, but eventually once the dust settles and that was us living together for the first time, you know, um, there are just things that you discover about the other person naturally, which is great. That's what, that's Mm -hmm. one of the beautiful things about marriage, but it's, um, you tend to find, um, out a lot of things that you didn't know previously, (laughs) which is, um, you know, obviously I think every couple goes through that and, uh, including us. And, um, you know, one of the things I think we both became aware of is just, uh, I want to say like different tendencies or just things that the other person does based off of maybe their personality or even, you know, just being real, like just, sins, you know, like Mm. just Mm -hmm. things that, um, maybe that we're still wrestling with or, um, things that we're still growing in, um, are exposed. I mean, they're right in front of your face because you're living with that other person now. And so I think one of the things that was really big for me and just one thing that I had to, um, internalize is, um, Ashton is super easy to live with. For one. <laughs> nice. um, so I think I'm very blessed and fortunate that way. And I think we had a really good transition, but um, mm-hmm. also just the moments and the times where logics didn't line up, I think uh, is the yes. best way to um, explain. It. I think Tim Keller and the meaning of marriage, okay. uh, that was a really formative book for me before mm-hmm. we got married. He kind of mm-hmm. mentions that, um, you know, you and your spouse, you guys will go at things differently. Like, Ashton might have one way that she washes the dishes and I have another way. And when the logics <laughs> yeah. don't line up, then yeah, it can yeah. be a point of conflict. And then, you know, that's where the the forgiveness and the um, the grace comes in and, and things like that. And I think it's small mundane tasks like washing dishes or, or you know, big things or mm-hmm. things that require maybe more attention and um, bigger conversations. But um, that's one thing I think relationally and just trying to relate to each other 
is, you know, we have the same goal for things. We want to get the same stuff accomplished in life, but we go at it different ways and that's totally okay. And I think, again, that's where you find a lot of the, um, the beauty Mm. in it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I would go off of that. Um, just really talking about like the beauty of it and just how marriage like challenges you from just what we've experienced so far, like in a good way. Um, because, you know, you're living with the other person. Like, obviously, we've both had roommates before, but you're with each other so much more and you're like a partnership on everything. Mm. And I like to joke a lot. Sam's actually a lot cleaner than I am, <laughs> um, which I really admire. Um, but it's also given me <laughs> it's given me a lot of uh, opportunities like for growth and mm. just to, um, you know, put my things aside and say, like, OK, I'm going to like change my ways, you know, like I'm going to be more tidy because I know that it like helps Sam out. And so I think marriage just gives you so many ways to serve one another. Um, I think that's something I've really noticed is there's always an opportunity to serve, you know, even if there's not a chore to be done, like you can serve one another whenever. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think that's been um, just something really cool that has come with marriage is just learning how, um, you know, we are, our tendency is selfishness and we mm -hmm. are prone to sin. You know, we can't um, deny that, but it's how can we work on that? How can we grow from it? What is God teaching mm -hmm. us through this? And so it is a beautiful thing how, um, just how I think marriage challenges you in, in all the good ways. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, man, I remember those not just the early days of marriage, the present days of marriage. But, <laughs> you know, Caitlin and I will be celebrating our 10-year anniversary in oh, June. Nice. Uh, just oh. a few days after you all celebrate your first year anniversary, we'll, oh. uh, we'll celebrate our 10th. Oh, wow. And, cool. uh, and it's the same thing, that one of marriage is one of those mirrors that gets held up in front of you that you're like, whoa, I think about myself a lot. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're, you are, it's revealed to you that you have a way of thinking that you have had, like that, whether it was from your family or experiences you had with your family that you're like, I'm not going to be like that. So you've like sort of ingrained this new way of thinking in your life. And then suddenly you are met with somebody else who has a different way of thinking. And like, I like that you said different mm -hmm. logic because it's super easy for us to think like one of us is logical. The other one is illogical. Mm -hmm. yep. And to think like, no, probably like probably on both sides, there is emotion that's moving you one way or another in the decisions that you're making. But also on both sides, there's thoughtfulness that's gone into the decisions that you've made and the reasons mm -hmm. why you do those things. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so what does that look like to put yourself in the shoes of the other person and say, okay, what is the logic that you're using to make this decision? Mm -hmm. And, you know, how, how do those things line up with each other? And mm -hmm. yes, that you are, man, you're just faced with many of those, of those moments. Uh, can I, can I uh, put you on the spot here and say, are there any, are there any comedic moments i'll ask is there anything <laughs> funny in particular that's happened that you know it's all it's all good to go but has there been a funny moment of that happening in the past you've been like oh yeah this was one thing that like we we had we had to have a conversation about and now we can laugh about it that you've that you can share <laughs> uh do you have an example one thing it's kind of laughable now and i think we've done a lot better job with it is like like ashton mentioned my cleanliness so like one thing that's big for me is like everything has like a home or like a spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. and so like when we first, so we actually, we got married and then how it worked out was um, I moved in, we moved into your, your old roommates or your roommates, your place that you had you with your roommates because they're all gone for the summer. Mm -hmm. And so we just had that place to ourselves and it worked out to 
be living there. So I was, I actually just essentially moved into Ashton's apartment for a little while okay. until we moved into our rental home. And so I was going to Ashton's territory where it's, it's not that bad, but like, I just got a ton of like stress and anxiety because <laughs> Ashton, like, like she keeps like a clean room and stuff like that. But I just remember like looking under your bed and seeing all this random stuff <laughs> that was just like on the floor and nothing was in like a box. And, yeah. like, it was just sitting on the floor and, you know, say just like looking at the other like drawers and nooks and crannies are just like, man, this is, this is not how I operate. Like my brain would not know where anything is. Yeah. And yeah. so, and I think when we moved in, there was just like, there wasn't much tension about it, but just like <laughs> figuring out like we can't put everything under the bed. We just cannot do <laughs> yeah. that. And yeah. so, and over time it's been fine, but it was just funny to me. Yeah. yeah. I think that goes right along with what we were talking about because in my mind, I'm like, well, I know where everything is. Yeah. Like <laughs> right. everything's got a home and it's right where it is, you know? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> but yeah, that's something that I was like, okay, I can change this, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that was a good example. Kudos to you. I could never, but. <laughs> <laughs> did that, did that feel like something that was easier to to do like the going from moving into the apartment that she had known and had like that was home going that transition compared to both of you moving into a space that neither of you had lived in was that easier to sort of like figure out this is where stuff goes this is how we operate in a new space or was it just as challenging as that first that first time moving in together after getting married I think it was a lot easier yeah and then the it was just you can I mean, we had people's stuff, too, within the apartment. So it was mm-hmm. like, oh, we only have this small little right. area for Sam and Ashton. There was essentially one room that we had to put two people in, yeah. which mm-hmm. was a challenge, big challenge. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. And there was a lot of purging going on of just stuff we didn't need and donating. And, um, and yeah, we were just really excited to set up our own home. I think we could have maybe talked more initially because I think we did have to go back and be like, oh, this stuff should go over here and <laughs> not under the bed or yeah. <laughs> a random drawer. Yeah. Um, but I think it went it went really smooth for us. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's Caitlin and I when we got married. Initially, we had we did the same thing. Like we moved into the apartment that I had been living in for a number of years, and that was not what we wanted to do. We had wanted to go to a place that was totally fresh for both of us. So mm-hmm. it felt like there's mm-hmm. no rhythms that have existed here. We're building them all together, yeah. and so that was interesting. Sort of like no, that's not where that goes. Like <laughs> yeah. I would come home sometimes, and Caitlin was like, "All right." I have rearranged where things are in the kitchen. It's like, and I'm like, <laughs> so, so then for the next three months, I'm opening the wrong drawer for the yeah. things that I like, Oh no, that's over here now. And just one of those, like, I'm sure this is actually more efficient that you've thought through. That's like just the way that her mind works. But you have those moments of being like, no, this is the rhythm that I've been in. Now, how do I operate in this way? And that's not just for where things go in your home. Like that's just for your relationship in general. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this is what it's been like to operate as a single person or as a dating or engaged person mm-hmm. and now okay we gotta we gotta sort through these rhythms together as what it means to be married and and not just married for now but like we're building rhythms for life yes <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. yes uh, that and that will be an interesting thing I also from Tim Keller uh InterVarsity alum if I can just throw that out there That's as well right. yeah um but uh also from Tim Keller I remember him saying that when you get married you are not just marrying that per- the person that you're with today you are marrying who they will be in five years who they'll be in 10 years 20 years and like because we shift and we grow and I like music that I didn't like 10 years 
years ago, and Caitlin's like, I don't like listening to music with you anymore. <laughs> right? And there are times that I feel bad that I'm like, man, does Caitlin, if Caitlin knew 10 years ago who I would be today, would she have still said yes? Right? <laughs> and it is just interesting, like you sort of move and shift and grow together. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. What are there like new? So I'm like just going totally off script here based on like where we're good. going. Okay. We're here for it. Are there, are there like, are there, um, man, there's a couple of things that I want to ask about and I also want to be thoughtful of our time here, but that's like, I mean, as you think about new rhythms together, like, are there, are there new ways that you have come up of like, oh, wow, here's some of the new ways that we relate to each other that we, that we didn't in the past or things that like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is, is there anything that that sparks for you of like here are just new life rhythms that we're developing together and that we're just figuring out how to navigate? There's some challenges, but there's also some wins that we're experiencing. Like what are as you're building a life together, what are the things that are coming up that you're having to navigate? Yeah, I would say the thing that came to my mind when you asked that is um, just we're kind of in a unique situation with Ashton still being in school and yeah. I'm working full time. So, I mean, I work eight to four thirty Monday through Friday. Right. Whereas Ashton is a, she's a full-time grad student, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so that, that creates a lot of scheduling differences. And I remember one thing that I just did on a regular basis before we were married and, you know, through our engagement, just, um, you know, living with roommates is like my devotional time. I typically did in the evenings. Hmm. Um, just that was kind of how I wound down my day and stuff like that. And, um, like I woke up early before class and whatever, and I had time to myself, but I just used it, um, just kind of enjoy my breakfast and talk to my roommates and whatnot. Yeah. But, um, now, you know, especially just being in the swing of work and, and school during the semester, oftentimes like being in a devotional together is, is hard if you don't do it together in the mornings. And so that was something that it's a small change, but it was, it was big for me because I just, that was kind of something that we saw the need of like, okay, Ashton has homework in the evenings, you know, and oftentimes our mornings are free, you know, as I go or before I go to work at, before Ashton goes to school or starts our homework, like we have that allotted time together in the morning, completely free where we could do, um, in this case, our devotionals together. Um, and I also just realized that I like my evenings open now <laughs> work and I like getting stuff done in the morning. So, um, I think that took us a little bit to kind of figure out like mm -hmm. what was the best case scenario. Um, but now like utilizing and taking advantage of as many mornings together as we can, I think has been, um, a cool shift to see. Mm. And it's, it's like, you know, the mornings are one of my favorite things now just because they're quiet and it's just us and we get to have that, that time together. So yeah. I think that was one for me. Yeah, that is um, kind of a newer rhythm for us. I mean, kind of with the new year, we started doing it in the mornings together. Um, before that, we kind of had this night devotional that we were doing, which was really good too. Um, but I think just with the inconsistency of nights, you know, sometimes university can go long, which is <laughs> yeah, great yeah. because we love going there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like not as consistent, I would say. And so being able to like do that in the mornings together has been um, really sweet and I'll also say Sam is really good about going to bed early. And so that's oh, been a new rhythm, rhythm for right. me. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes that I get a little off track, like if I'm cramming for a test that I haven't prepared well for, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll like either stay up later or I'll just be like have my iPad in bed, like scrolling through my notes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's been a new rhythm for me, too, just mm going to bed earlier, I guess, which I really enjoy. Um, and so I think it's kind of cool, again, just like with marriage, how I think um, those good habits that 
I think both of us have, you know, we both have different habits, um, how those good habits can rub off on one another. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, just in a way like sharpening each other and, um, yeah. What's, what is that like? I mean, you, okay. So we've, we've been a part of InterVarsity community. So your faith has been sort of like enmeshed in other people's faith, being a part of a community like that. But you're talking about like devotional rhythms together and like sort of realigning how your day flows so that you can do those things together. I mean, so just thinking about that that process in, even in and of itself of like your faith enmeshing and growing alongside of and intertwined with somebody else's faith. Like, what has that been like? Like kind of growing together as like faithfully pursuing Jesus as a married couple and not just as a, as an individual who's part of a community. Uh, yeah, I think, uh, it's been really cool so far. Um, I think just with being able to do our devotionals alongside each other. Um, what we're doing right now is we're reading the same passages um, just individually on our own and, you know, like making our notes and things like that. And then um, we'll sometimes just kind of debrief after or just talk about anything that stood out to us. And I think that's led to some really good um, deep conversations, you know, like um, deep questions about the faith and not always with answers, which you're not always going to get, you totally. know. Um, but yeah, it's been cool to just uh, be growing together. Yeah. I think, um, I just remember kind of when I took my faith on as my own and like Mm -hmm. owned it, like this isn't, it wasn't like my parents' faith or like my faith from growing up, but it's like mine, like I'm an individual now. Um, and I own it. And I think, you know, that was a short couple of years until obviously I met Ashton, we got married where I lived in that. And it was, it was a unique transition in the sense of like, even through dating and engagement, like we did devotional times together, try to do that on a regular basis. Mm. Um, but it was still just Sam and just Ashen, but now it's, it's Sam and Ashen together. Yeah. Where like, it's a new faith. It's like Sam and Ashen's faith is one. So I think for me, like the biggest thing has been like staying in that devotional time. That's been really, really sweet. Um, like you said, it's led to some like deeper conversations. I mean, I literally have, I bought it at Barnes and Noble. It's called the ultimate guide to the Bible. (laughs) It's just like something we pull out every now and again, especially because we're reading the Bible and um, it's like a chronological order Bible plan. So we're in Old Testament right now. It's like, oh man, (laughs) daily you got to pull that thing out and just like um, try to learn and study and grow together. And Mm. um, I think it's been really fun. And I think it's um, a very delicate thing. I think one thing I've realized is like... um, if schedules fill up or we get busy or we miss a day or two or, um, however many, like, um, that has a, that has a toll on it Mm. too. So I think it's been creating a lot of awareness of just like, um, even if it's something that, you know, maybe, maybe it's just like something lack of communication where we didn't plan a a devotional time for like a, a Saturday morning or whatever, um, like that, that's something that I think we're growing in right now is just trying to be as consistent as possible. Yeah. Trying to trying to make it a daily practice, um, just like any other sort of spiritual discipline too, um, which has been really cool. And I think too, we've talked a lot about our just personal um, faith as well, or just like different things we want to grow in. Um, like for me, I just want to pray more, um, be more mm-hmm. in just prayer throughout the day, my work day when I'm not with Ashlyn or... Um, just different daily stresses that come up, like bringing those to the Lord more often. Um, and so just trying to encourage each other a lot, I think is really special because that's a sweet opportunity that you have in marriage. I mean, uh, yeah. to kind of just 
lay your heads on the pillow at the end of every day and just kind of talk about it before you pray, um, before you go to sleep together. And it's just, it's been amazing to kind of watch each other grow. And I think just also challenge each other often too. And, Hmm. um, Mm -hmm. yeah, to just kind of live it out. Yeah, definitely. I think too, um, it's just really cool to see how it has united us. Um, I just feel like so much closer to Sam, um, Hmm. when we are, you know, like in rhythm, in our rhythms and, um, doing that consistently and like praying together consistently. And, um, I think that's just the power of the Holy spirit, you know, like God's word is alive and active. And Hmm. I think we really get to see that when we, um, you know, consistently invest in his word and read his word together and, um, spend that time in prayer together. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. I, I really wanted to also ask about like, how is relating to change to how is relating to friends changed? How is relating to your family members and in-laws changed as a result of being married? But we, that, we just don't have the time to go there. Sorry, everybody. That would have been really <laughs> awesome to hear. Uh, but instead, so instead I'm going to jump to like, if you could give a word or two of practical advice to some that is, you know, eight months behind you in this process. They're like looking towards graduation and they know like, okay, my fiance and I, we are getting married like shortly after graduation sometime in the next year. Like what advice would you give to them to be able to have a healthy, thriving start just based on what you've experienced thus far? That's all, that's all that you can give to us and we will receive that. You know, I would say, you can prepare and that's really good. I mean, you can read all the books on marriage and all that sort of stuff too. Um, but it's really one of those things you'll never be truly ready for. And so I think something that helped me, um, is just going in with a really, really open mindset and, um, just taking, taking whatever comes at you because you could get married. It could go really well. Um, you could stay in the honeymoon phase for five years, <laughs> you know, it could be all sunshine and rainbows or you can get married and realize like, wow, this is a lot tougher than I think. Mm. And so, um, I think just being aware, um, that you are starting your life with someone and that's a super big transition for the both of you. Um, there's a lot of things that you'll react to in different ways, um, and handle differently. And so, um, Keep a super open mind and you will, um, you will be, I think, fascinated with, um, what marriage is and what marriage isn't because I definitely had, um, just preconceived things in my head of what it was going to be like, you know, um, when we did get engaged and just, you know, planning the wedding, all the excitement that surrounds that and things like that. But then, um, you know, you have the wedding day and then you celebrate, you have a honeymoon and then you kind of come back to earth and you realize <laughs> yeah. it's just like, okay, this is back to normal. It's just Sam and Ashlyn. We're just living life together. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and that's it. And, um, you know, it's been really sweet. Um, but I think there's just so much excitement around the day or mm. that season of life. All your friends and family are excited for you. Um, but just realize that it's going to bring, it's going to bring new things. And that's, that's totally what it's all about mm-hmm. in my eyes is it's, it's a time to, um, to grow I'm a huge believer and I think marriage is like one of the best things to just sanctify you hmm. over time. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, just being, I mean, not even a year in, I, I can already see that. And, um, to have that tool of sanctification daily in all sorts of different circumstances, um, requires an open mind mm-hmm. <laughs> at the end yeah. of the day. So, um, just being, being open to it, I think is a big piece of advice I would give. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would echo everything that Sam said. Um, and, you know, you just mentioned there too, like there are so many resources out there for like people who are heading into marriage and we definitely tried to take advantage of those. Um, you know, we mentioned the um, book by Tim Keller, um, The Meaning of Marriage, and that's just a solid book, just giving a lot of insight into like, okay, what is marriage? Like, what is our purpose in this? What does God call us to in this? And um, so I think just like, yeah, using those resources that, um, that you can get is, will really give you an advantage. Um, and I would say, um, also I think probably the top, um, piece of advice or the most frequent piece of advice we were given when we were asking about marriage advice was communication. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably no surprise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, you know, I think going off of that too, um, expectation is a big one as well. I think, um, when you step into marriage, you know, communication is a huge thing. And so, um, just communicating if you have expectations and not just assuming that, um, you know, your husband or wife will know what you're thinking, how you're mm. feeling, you know, they're not going to know unless yeah. you tell them. And so, yeah. you can't read um, my mind. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry>. yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, um, expectations and communication are just really big. You bet. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, and I, I love that, you know, what both of you bring up about sort of like preparation, that there is preparation to be done. And then it's, I mean, it is very similar to the time that we've all spent in class mm-hmm. of like you spend time studying and there's a lot of knowledge that you can get. There's a lot of advice that people can give you from their experiences that's super helpful, but it is really different than stepping into the actual thing, stepping mm-hmm. into your actual field of study mm-hmm. and taking those resources, taking that advice mm-hmm. and applying it and contextualizing it to you, to your work experience, to your marriage experience. Like you can do a lot of preparing, but until you do it, you don't like, you just don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so right. true. It, it's a journey that you get to take together. And mm-hmm. Ashlyn, Sam, thanks so much for, for talking through these things. I, I just commend you to like continue the work that you are doing, the steps that you're taking to do this together, encouraging others who come along after you in the marriage process and being, um, being good examples to the people around you and sticking with it. So many people will just encourage you to like cancel, like Mm -hmm. this is tough. This isn't what I signed up for. And those, those are seasons. Mm -hmm. Some of them are really short. Some of them are really long, but they are seasons. And the, the relationship you have together is one of the prime examples that we have of the commitment that Jesus has to us. Mm -hmm. Like, unflinching, unending. He's gone through some hard seasons with us yeah. <laughs> and for yeah. us. And, like, yeah. and he never stops being committed. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I commend you to continue leaning into the example of Jesus and living that out for each other and for the people around you and to keep growing and making mistakes together and mm-hmm. figuring it mm-hmm. out together. And mm-hmm. yeah, thanks a lot for being willing to share and to go in a completely different direction than what I really prepared <laughs> you for. And this is oh, very top of mind kind of stuff that we went through and uh, not really our prepared questions. So thanks a lot. I appreciate your time, your wisdom, your experience, and just forgetting to hang out with a couple of really fun people has been great. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you, John. Yeah, this is so fun. Thanks so much. Yeah, it was awesome. 
already said this a number of times as we've wrapped up previous episodes in this series, so forgive me for repeating myself again, but it seems to me that intentionality really is key for successfully navigating relational transition. Do you want to end well with your friends and bless each other into the next phase of life? Make a plan and be intentional. Do you want to set yourself up well for developing relationships in the place you land after graduation? Be intentional. Set aside consistent time to meet and follow up with people. Do you want to have a good experience when you're moving back home or developing an adult relationship with your parents or learning to communicate effectively with your spouse? Be intentional. Be purposeful. Be proactive. For most of us, these things don't just happen without any effort. It's like the dream that we've all had of developing really nice abs. Turns out sitting and wishing for it doesn't work quite as effectively as planning a healthy diet and following a thoughtful exercise routine. And you can take my word for it because I'm the dad bod poster child. Now, obviously, I'm oversimplifying a bit. Each of your circumstances will require a little more nuance than just make a plan and try hard. Uh, Go back. Listen to these episodes again for more specific advice and guidance. Check out the different resources that our guests recommended. But seriously, I really do think that a lot of the failure that we tend to experience around these things actually can be avoided by making a thoughtful plan and consistently implementing it. And I hope that these conversations over the last few weeks have blessed you and have helped to make it feel way more possible to successfully navigate these relational transitions. Sam and Ashlyn, thanks so much for joining us this week and for helping us wrap up our series. Your first year of marriage is helping other alumni like you get a healthy start on their own upcoming transition into a marriage relationship. Blessings to you and enjoy celebrating that first anniversary in a few months. All right, that's the official end to this series, but it doesn't mean that we're done supplying you with helpful input on relational transition. Next week, we're going to revisit an episode from last year about another important transition that some of you will be making, and that's transitioning from single life in school to single life after graduation. What does it look like to continue developing a healthy perspective on singleness? Next week, we're revisiting my conversation with Bridget G about her book, Single Just Because, and what it means to view singleness through the lens of a discipleship relationship with Jesus. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you in the after, alumni. Hey, thanks so much for joining us today, alumni. If there was anything that you learned, really enjoyed, or that encouraged you from today's episode, would you send us a DM or tag us in a story? We'd love to hear about it. You can find us at After4Pod on Instagram and Facebook. And if you haven't already, take just a second to unlock your phone and subscribe to the podcast. If your platform lets you, leave us a rating and a review. And if you like what we're doing here, share us with your InterVarsity or other post-graduation friends. Thanks again for listening, and I will see you in the after, alumni.